What is going on and welcome to the Power of Progression podcast. I'm your host, John Marone. Thank you very much for joining us on today's episode. And please do not forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast, write a review, and then share it out to anybody who can take the value from today's episode and put it into their life. But now it is time to help you design the life you've always wanted to live, creating the ultimate version of yourself, and jump into the episode. So let's get it popping. What is going on? And welcome back to another episode of The Power of Progression. Man, are you guys in for a treat today? I got my buddy Sam Bakhtiar here, and he is an amazing, an amazing human being, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear his story. But let me tell you a little bit about him. So he went from refugee to divorcee, from bankruptcy to multimillionaire, and from foreclosure to mansion. Now, Sam is the CEO of Camp Transformation Center Franchise Systems, an international company with over 100 locations worldwide, as well as the CEO of 1% Nutrition and leader of the 1% Movement, which is helping everyday people find their improvement in every area of life. Now, he shows people how to apply hard work and gratitude to achieve that phenomenal life. He was once a champion bodybuilder in every weight class, but now, most importantly, he is a champion of faith, fitness, family, finance, fun, and he is here to help you become a champion in your life as well so you could find that 1% version of yourself. My man, Sam, what is going on, brother? Wow, John, man, what an introduction, man. I mean, gosh, you know, the octagon guy, man, you know, he don't got <laughs> nothing on you. you know, Let's get ready to rumble, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. And, and I really appreciate it, man. Very, very well pronounced and very well done. I'm honored and I'm humbled to be on your show. I'm here to deliver value. And I hope that I don't, um, you know, I, I come as advertised. Man, you're going to come more than advertised, right? I, I think I, I probably under-delivered, right? Because you are going to drop some bombs, man. And if anybody follows you, which we'll get into how to follow you, but they know you bring the heat, you bring the value. Um, and, and what I love is the story behind it and the authenticness around it. And that's why I really wanted you on. You know, I'm not going to lie. I've interviewed a lot of people. I've met a lot of people um, in our space, right, or, or relative to it. And the, the, the feeling of, of someone being authentic is kind of hard to find nowadays, uh, you know what I mean? And, and so when I could see somebody and see them being their true self, um, it, it truly, truly is, is an amazing thing to see. And not only that, you fill your cup up to go ahead and pour into others. And that's what I love about you, brother. I appreciate that, man. I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So we're going to dive in here. Now, guys, don't forget pen and paper. Make sure you guys are taking notes because this one episode could change your life, right? It could be one thing on here that just helps you make the shift. So I gave you a great introduction, like you said, um, but tell everybody a little bit more. I'm going to go back to that story because let's talk about how you grew up and, and some obstacles that kind of you were faced back then. So I grew up, you know, I was born in Tehran, Iran, you know, in 1973, you know, and, you know, my great, great grandfather from my mom's side was the king, you know, years and years ago. And then my uh, on my father's side, they were also from royalty as well, you know, but, but, but their ancestors. So I was born in a now middle class, you know, family, you know, that all they did was talk about how they used to be and what they used to have and, and talk about the past. So we used to have this and we used to have that and we had all this and we had all that. And, you know, all they did was sit around the, the, the table and brag about what they used to have and what they used to do. You know, so that's, mm -hmm. that was how I was, you know, I was born, you know, you know, it, even though we didn't really have much, you know, I was living with my grandfather and grandmother and my mom, you know, and remember, I'm, you know, my dad left us when I was three. So I, I lived with my grandma, my, my grandpa and my mom. Um, but all they talked about is, is what they used to have. I think being filthy rich generations ago, you know, they didn't have the drive to go out and actually do something for themselves. They thought the money was going to last, so they gambled it. You know, sometimes some, some of them the government took. You know, um, a lot of them got on drugs, you know, and that's what happened. Man, so, so talk about glory days, right? I mean, just reliving in that. It, it, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through that now where 
you know, you and I both know people, maybe you've done it as well, where you make a lot of money and you lose it like that. And if you keep thinking about, oh my God, I used to make so much money, you're never going to be able to grab more money. So I, I'm curious, like, when did you decide your past, like, like, how can I get that? Like, was there a point in your life where you're like, well, you used to live this way. Why do we live this way now? What can I do to change it? Or did something happen? You know, you know, it's, you know, I let me tell you first, first and foremost, man, I fucking hate that. I fucking hate, well, you know, you know we had this and we had that and we had this, this used to be this and we had this. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Can you kind of cuss here, right? Can you cuss here? Yeah, it's okay. Oh, you cuss all day long, man. I don't give so, a fuck. So, so I don't, I mean, like, what the fuck? I mean, like, I don't care who you were, who you were. I don't care, you know, is who you are now and where you are that's that we're going to be. That's what's going to matter. I don't care, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, the fact that you had all that and now you wish you had it, but you're not really fucking doing anything about it. That give me a chip on my shoulder, right? You know, yeah. I don't care. You know what I mean? You know, I'd rather have somebody that said, look, I went from homeless to mansion, you know, not from mansion to fucking, you know, middle class and I don't got no money and I wish I, you know, let's play the lottery. You know, cause that's yeah. what my grandpa used to say. I love my grandpa, I love my family. But my grandpa was like, oh, I wish we could win the lottery. So you had the lottery, you gambled it away. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, mean, I mean, these are facts, I love my grandpa, God bless his soul, you know, but the mentality that, that you know, that I was born, you know, it's, you know, it, 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 was, it was effed up, it was, it was effed up. Yeah, and, and, but, but you, you had to make a change at one point, man. I, I know what it's like. You know, I, I grew up in, it wasn't like we used to have this. We've always, you know, been a, a, you know, relatively poor family, you know, lower than middle class. And we've had our issues, right? That's for a whole nother podcast. But, you know, there, there came a point in time where, where something shifted in my mind. When did it shift in your mind where you said, fuck what you used to live like, fuck what I live like right now. I'm making the change to become this person, this version of myself. What was it that made the shift or were there just like accumulated events? There was many things. There was many things, you know, yeah. there were many things, but I can specifically, I can specifically tell you that, you know, I remember, you know, growing up without a father and we go to Christmas, you know, to other people's home and they had their own home and they had their own, you know, white picket fence and, you know, their father was taking care of them and, you know, they had, you know, a nice car, you know, nothing crazy, nothing crazy. I didn't go to people that had like lived in Beverly Hills or Manchester, but they had a normal life where they actually owned a home and they actually owned a car and they weren't worried about where the next meal was coming from or if the car broke down, what the hell they were going to do, you know? So, you know, and I was, I wasn't getting the same presents as the kids, you know, the other kids that were getting bikes and they were getting like, you know, nice, you know, remote control cars and, you know, you know, like I, I was getting that, you know, and I always want to tell myself, man, you know, when I want to grow up, I want to be able to provide that for my children. I want to, I, I don't want to go the same path as this. I don't want to worry about, you know, money. You know, I want to be able to do that, man. Ever since I was a little kid, you know, I didn't want to be just an average Joe or struggle, man. And, I, and very early on, I knew that if I wanted to do that, I had to do what opposite of what I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously, this is what I'm seeing, and this is what ha- has happened. So the results isn't here. So I got to go do something else. And and so you did. I mean, you did something else over and over and over again. When did you come to the states, though? And 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 was was that a big turning point, or did you struggle kind of you know adapting to the new environment? You know, you know both. So you know, I came to the states in 1985 when I was 11 years old. Mm. I was 11 years old. You know, um, I came to the states, and um, you know, when I was coming to the United States, I was thinking that I was going to go to you know, you know, Beverly Hills or, you know, Newport Beach, because that's what I saw on TV, mm-hmm. you know, in, on TV, when I was coming up, you know, in, in, in the Middle East and in, in, in Europe, they showed, you know, they showed, oh, you know, the 18, the Dallas dynasty, everybody had mansions, everybody had Cadillacs and, and had all this, all this stuff. Fuck, I, I came to a little town called Sharon, Pennsylvania, which the average household income, even right now, is like 35000 I'm talking about average household income. You can buy a mansion for like $250,000 with, with land and lake and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I came there and I, I came in 1985 in the middle of crack cocaine epidemic. And my uncle did what every Middle Eastern does back then. You know, they had an open, uh, they had a, like a little a convenience store in the hood, in the middle of the fucking hood with, with brick, mm-hmm. you know, brick roads, you know, with, you know, abandoned buildings, you know, but, you know, it was pimps prostitutes and drug dealers outside, outside of the outside thing, you know? So that's, 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 that's where I was. I worked, I went to school and I worked there, you know, from, from three to 10. So you grew up in an environment, obviously that, that wasn't, um, I'm going to say, um, safe, but I would say it wasn't conducive to becoming something great. 
Okay? And I, I think I'm a drug dealer. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, you were supposed to shape into something else from the environment you were in. And we always talk about we're a product of our environment. Yeah. But at, 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 how the hell did you get out of that environment and continue pushing it? Because you had distractions from probably getting probably pulled into drug directions you know, and all the other bad things that directions you could have went and maybe you did for a little bit of time. But what, what, how did you, how did you get out of that environment? Because let me tell you this, Sam, the reason why I ask you this is because we really get stuck, man. Like, like I, I know clear as day because I can see my, my friends back home and some of them, you know, it's not a bad area, but they're just stuck in their ways in that environment. Exactly. Because, Bro, I, got, I got stories to tell you about that. Yeah. yeah I, I need people to understand that there's a way out. Like you created that out yourself, but how did you do it? Like, was it mindset? Was it action? Was it everything? Give me hey, it, man. Look, look, I wish I knew what I know now or, or knew a lot sooner. You know, obviously, you know, I come to a new country. I, need, I don't speak language. You know, I, you know, I go to try to play football, football, world football, not American football. They didn't know what football was. They said, this is football. I was confused. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I know the foot and the ball, you know? So I'm a new country. I don't speak English. I don't have a sport. I don't, you know, and in 1985 in Sharon, Pennsylvania, you know, there were black people, there was white people, and there was Sam, and they were like, what the fuck are you, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, I didn't, my haircut was fucked up. You know, my, my, I had a uni brow. <laughs> You know, my, my clothes didn't find, you know, you didn't find the same clothes he did in J.C. Penney's, you know. So, you know, they were like, what the fuck are you? You know what I mean? And, you know, you know, so I went in there and it was a very hostile environment, 11, 12 years old. You know, kids can be super fucking cruel at that time, you know. But still, and, yeah. You know, you know, they were capping on me, you know, all day long. You know what I mean? I had payless mm -hmm. shoes, you know, you, you name it, you know, all that kind of stuff. I remember my mom, you know, you know took me to school and, and, and she stopped two blocks before the school because we had a Fiat, you know, you know, Fiat, an old Fiat rusted out that, that smoked, smoked all the way to school. She didn't want to embarrass me. Out of my embarrassment, she didn't pull up to school. She brought two, you know, two blocks, you know, and then I'll, I'll walk up there. That's how bad it was. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, man, I mean, now, one of the biggest human needs is that we need to feel like we belong, right? Mm -hmm. I always talk about it. And I felt like I wasn't belong. Nobody liked me. I don't have to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And... So, you know, you know, the only thing I knew back then was, was, like I said, play soccer, football, and they didn't have it. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I want to play sports. I want to belong to a team. I want to do something. You know, I tried out for the basketball team. You know, as you might have heard, you know, uh, I'm 5'5 five, five on a good fucking day, you know, and, and, I, and, 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 you know, we know white man can't jump. Persian man can, can't really jump at all. So I got cut from the basketball team. Now I'm in a new country. Don't, no friends, no sports. Now I'm depressed, you know, and that's where, that's where I, you know, went to the, boys club and started working out, fell in love with bodybuilding and, and, and how it changed my whole, you know, outlook of myself, self-esteem, self-worth, you know, and all that. So you, and I love that, man. I love how you talk about you did something physical that you didn't realize at the time changed you mentally, right? Like Absolutely. that's, in, I don't think people understand that aspect of, of where like, yeah, you're, you're going to look better, feel more confident, but what it'll do to you mentally when you start working out, eating better, it, 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 that's the game changer. It, it's, it's the internal thing, not the physical thing. It's the internal thing that it does. And it did the same for me, you know, anger problems, you, you name it. But for you, you, you did it because you're like, I have nowhere to go. I can't go left, can't go right. Like, I'm just going to fall into this little category. And you fell in love with that process. Um, and, and from there, you know, I, I can't believe you were a, a champion in every single weight class. You know, let's talk about that from when you started bodybuilding, now you're champion, the first time you became a champion, like, what did you have to endure? And I'm not talking about physically. I want people to hear this and say, I am who I am today. And the person I'm trying to become, I got to endure some shit along the way. What did you have to endure to give these people an idea of you got to be okay with this? Well, well, first I started working out, man. You know, when they said people, oh, you had genetically, you were gifted. No, I wasn't. You know, my genetics is fucked up as hell, right? You know, you know I give you, I, you know, I got some good legs. You know, my mom got good legs and all that kind of stuff. But I have really skinny arms, really skinny back, you know, and I had a pop belly. I still, you know, this is still my, 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 my belly is still like the hardest thing. man. I can get cut up everywhere on this fucking belly. It's always like, you know, I got to kill myself to get that. I'm not like some, some guys that, you know, I remember like, you know, I had friends that would like drink 40 ounce of malt liquor and, and McDonald's walking around with six pack. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't me, man. I, I had to, I had to struggle 
you know, to get there. So I, so I started working out, I fell in love with, you know, you know, you know, what weightlifting did for me physically and mentally. So I, I, I told people I want to start competing. And everybody laughed. You competing? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. Like, you look like crap. You've been working out all this time. Nobody can tell. You know, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, and then also, you know, you know, my mom, my grandma, grandpa, uncles, and all that. They're looking at me they're like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, you know, Persian people don't know that shit, man. You know, you're shaving your body. You know what I mean? You know, you're shaving your body. You know, are you gay? You know, they're looking at me, no, no, don't do that shit back there. You know what I mean? So they're looking yeah. at me, oh, they're, they're eating all this rice and all this good food, and I'm eating like chicken breast and broccoli. And they're, 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 soon they know my, they, they just said, man, it's, that, it's, that Sam guy is fucking weird. You know what I mean? You know, there's nothing we can do. He shaves his body. He eats chicken breast and broccoli. He, 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 he goes and hurts himself and exercising and all that kind of stuff. He's something wrong with him. Man. They just like kind of, kind of give up. Let me do his own thing. So, so that's when, you know, I started like developing that and, and started, you know, say, okay, I'm going to compete. You know, um, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I just did a competition. You know, my first competition, I got third place in novice men and I got like first place in teenage division. And after that, I got a little bit better and I started getting mentors, I got coaches to show me how to be able to prepare for that. You know, I remember mm -hmm. when I came to California, you know, it's when I, when I hired my first mentor. Uh, I've done two or three shows back then. One of my mentors, his name was Patrick Lynn, a professional bodybuilder. You know, he comes up to me, you know, I was in the middle of a workout. He's like, he's he from Mississippi. He's, he's exactly how he, how he sounded. Sam, come here, check this out. Look. You know, you overdiet. You overdiet. You know, let me help you with your diet. I can let you guys get you to dial dial in. I'm like, and I was like, okay, you know, help me out. And I was like, well, how much? I'll charge you five hundred dollars. You know, and and so back then, man, my car I had like a '96 Civic. You know, you know, with rims on it. You know what I mean? And and, and you know, the rims cost more than the car, but five, it was you know what I mean. So five hundred dollars was my whole damn car. I lived in a, like a one bedroom studio in the hood off of 57 in Lincoln. And, um, but, you know, I actually borrowed money from student loans. From, I took from my student loans, I paid Patrick, and he wow. showed me how to dial things in. He showed me how to dial in. He had me do a bunch of things that was very uncomfortable. Like, you know, he showed me carb cycling. You know, I remember the night before the show, he told me, Sam, I need you to go eat four double cheeseburgers from, uh, four Whoppers, double Whoppers, and a large, large fries and a Coke. And I'm like, you got to be kidding mm -hmm. me. Goes, go in and do it. So I ate, I was, I was, I still have the vision. I was in my little bedroom apartment eating, you know, these, these cheeseburgers, these Whoppers. And now I'm sitting there, I got stomach ache, my, my belly's up to here, my muscles are this big, you know, and now I'm like panicking. I'm like, fuck, I look like shit. I should have never hired this coach. So I called him up and I said, yo, I'm like, you, you messed me up, man. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'm, you know, I should have never listened to you. He goes, I'll see you tomorrow. He, he hung up on me, right? He, he just even, he, even, he just, he's hung up on me. He's, I'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, I literally went to bed crying. I'm like, man, I should have, I should have done my own thing. This, this, and that. But you know what? I woke up the next day. I look in the mirror. I, I'm like, who the F is that? Vascular. You know, yeah, vascular. My arms were like this, you know, and I had cuts I've never seen before, you know? And he comes in the door. I'm all hugging him and this and that. And I went to the, um, you know, I did. I was like, I was like hugging him, like, you know, and I went to the show. And as soon as I walked into the show, people were like, how do you think you're going to do, Sam? I'm like, I'm going to win the whole thing. Mm. And they're like, well, that's good positive thinking. I'm like, bro, it's not positive thinking. Today, I don't care who shows up. I'm going to win the whole show. I don't care who shows up. I don't care if Ronnie Coleman back then was a Mr. Olympia. I don't care if Ronnie Coleman shows up today. I will beat him because I've had cuts that I've never seen in my life before. You know? and, um, and sure enough, I took every trophy home that day. And that's when I found out the power of, you know, getting mentored and coaching. And I try to, you know, do your own thing all the time, man. You know, you know, sometimes coach is going to tell you to do some, something uncomfortable you're not familiar with, but if you don't do it, then you don't know. And that's mm -hmm. what a lot of people's mental block is. And they think they know it all. Oh, they don't know anything like that. You know what I mean? You know, it was a whole, you know, you know, you heard of that story, right? They, they said, they said a, a person tried to get their, you know, uh, their, their uh, water heater, you know, fixed. You know, the guy comes in for, he was trying for two days, couldn't fix it. So the guy comes in, the professional comes in and let's taps it. You know, the thing works and give him a bill for $150. He goes, well, you didn't do anything. You just tapped it. He goes, but I knew exactly where to tap. Mm, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So, you know I mean? You know, you know, if you want to be successful in life, you got to find a professional, someone who's already been there, done it. There's no re need to reinvent the wheel. No, it, 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 no, there's absolutely not. But people are, are held up, man. They think they can do it all. Whether 
you know, they're, they're, they're in a very low place or, or whatever. But do you think that it's a must, it's a non-negotiable that you need to find mentors paid, not paid in order to become that 1% version of yourself? I think you need a mentor that's paid. Because if it's not paid, you're not going to fucking do it. Bottom line, let me give you an example. You know, I graduated top 10 out of my school. You know, I always was one of the, one of the smartest ones. I, I, I took this uh, chiropractic sta- examiner state board the first time, passed the first time with flying collars, right? You know, my grandparents come up to me and I give them advice on how to take care of their back and do this and do that. They never listened to me one time. And one day they come up to me and they're like, Sam, we went to this doctor, man. Oh my God, he was like the best doctor. You know, he told us to do this. And same thing I've been telling him the whole time, but they didn't pay me. I was their grandson, right? I'm like, well, what is, what, is, what is the doctor's name? They told me the doctor's name. Dude, this guy was the last in class. It took him like 10 tries to win the, to, 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 uh, to pass the boards, but yet he was the best doctor ever because they paid him. So I learned like you know, a long time ago that free advice is never going to be taken seriously. Nobody's going to do it. If you want the person's best benefit, charge them. Put her in the charity. Yes. They, need, they, they need to have something vested. Charge them a premium too. Because Absolutely. you don't have those people that pay that low amount and they take that low amount of action, right? Well, you know what, you know what asshole is, right? Yeah, yep. Okay, well, it's, it's like, you don't want a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they ask a bunch of fucking questions, never have any intention to do anything about it. Yeah, information overload, right? I talk about the information porn world we live in and how we need to create an implementation porn world because, yeah, that's what it's all about, man. It, it's taking the information and understanding how to implement it over and over and over again. Uh, and something I preach on, and I've been watching you on, on Instagram and everything, and I know you talk about it. Um, something I always say is that the most important four hours of your day are the two when you wake up and the two before you go to sleep. 100%. What are some tips? I mean, you mentor over 10,000 people, right? I mean, I mean it's, it's pretty incredible. So what are some tips? You don't need to do your whole routine, but like that morning, what are some tips and tricks that they can go ahead and, and implement for their routine in the morning and at night? Look, you always got to go... You, Here's, here's the way I look at it, man. You know, when you play sports, you got to be aware of the score. You can't just play the sport and not know if you're fucking winning or losing, right? You have to have an, you know, a little bit, you have to know what you're doing, right? So when I get up every single day, you know, I'm looking at what I need to do to win the day. And I have a checklist of the things that I need to do when I call it a win for the day. So until that checklist is not done, I'm not going to be able to do it. I have, I have an overview of what, my schedule is going to be for that day so I can be as productive as possible. You can't just wing life. You know, you got to have that. that that's, not like, that's not like your, uh, um, your cruise control. You got to mm-hmm. put your subconscious on cruise control so you automatically are going towards your goal. You know, most people don't, you know, most people, you know, look longer in their fridge and look, look at their goals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they look at the fridge for like five shit. fucking minutes. Trying to that figure out what they're going to eat. But I'm like, why don't you look at your goals as long as you can fucking look at your fridge? Oh, that shit is funny. That is so true. Man. Okay. So, and, and, and you talk about every equity of life. I think like, this is where a lot of people don't have a, an integrated life. You're never going to have a balanced life, but you could integrate your equities. Do you, in the morning, when you go ahead and, and you check the things you need to do and truly focus on them, is it every equity? Do you have a process around it? So I do have a process around it. I have a process around it. I mean, I have it down to a science now. It's like, it's like a science. It's like, it's, like, it's like almost like, look, you know when a basketball player or a high-performing athlete, a boxer, you know, they get ready for a fight, they have an exact process of, of, of a protocol they follow before they get in a ring. Everything they do before, all the kind of warm-up, the music they listen to, the way they walk, they have that. I have perfected it, my process, to be able to enter the day, to be able to go in the day, to be able to be as productive as possible. Because for me, the first part of the day is me walking into the ring. That's, that's me walking into it. That's, that's me being, a, you know, to be able to go in there and knock the fuck out the day. That, you know, that's what I got to do. So I got that whole process, everything to exactly what I'm going to drink, what I'm going to read, what I'm going to do, things I'm going to check off the list, into how I'm going to drive to the gym, the way I get out. It, 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 it's weird, man. I'm, I'm a weird motherfucker, man. That's what it is. But, but I figured out how to do it to be able to be maximizing my day, man. That's what, that's, that's what I do. Give it to him, man. I can't let you tell us that you got this process dialed in and not at least give us two to three things that you do. Like I said, you don't need to go over the whole morning, but what are those two or three things? Like, like that jab, jab, and that right hook to knock him out. What is it? So, dude, like, you know, 
you know, the most important thing is here it is. I get up at 3 a.m. You know that already. Most people that know follow me, they know that they're already. At 3 a.m., my mind is not working. I'm not trying to have, I'm not trying to make a fucking decision at 3 a.m. to what the fuck I'm going to wear to the gym. At 3 a.m., you know, you know, I want, it can be as automatic as possible. I need to have my socks laid out the night before, my, my clothes were out before. I didn't know exactly where it is. Because if I don't, I might, I might just forget my underwear. I might just be free balling at the gym. You feel me? <laughs> So I, I, I'm telling you, I got, you know what I mean? So, so, so I got the night before, for me, the morning starts the night before. So I got to have my clothes out. I got to have my everything out, exactly what I need to do to be able to be prepared for the gym. You know, when I, when I got my pre-workout, my pre-workout little potion mix, you know, out there, my drink right there. So I go in, I put my gym clothes on, I walk downstairs, my pre-workout is already ready mixed for me. My BCAAs are fucking mixed for me in the fridge. I, 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 you know, I go in there, I go in my office, read my goals. I have my 2018 goals. I got my life goals. I'm a list of my gratitude. And I got a list of my fucking haters that I'm going to prove wrong. You know what I mean? And, and I, you know what, man, you know, I don't, you know, I'm all about, oh, you know, oh, happy glory, love everybody. So fuck that. You know what I mean? Fuck that. You know what I mean? You know, let, let, let's face it, man. You know, my gratitude, my gratitude list is my family and my children, but I have a list of nine motherfucking haters that I want to prove wrong. There are yeah, nine buddy. of them. You know, I know exactly nine of them. You know what I mean? And, and these are the people who are betting against me. They want to see me fail. They want to see that. And you know what? Hey, that's my dark side, man. That was a 10 world. That's my dark side. That's, that's the one I'm like, all right, man. You know, you know I, want to, I want to do these for my children and my family. That makes me smile, but now I'm going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 and that, hey, you know. It's that fighter you know, mentality. I came, I came to the U.S., man. I came straight to the hood, man. I got a little hood in me. You know, and I, I use that to my advantage, not to my disadvantage. Oh, yeah. the hood, oh, because I live in the hood, I did this, I did that. No, no, no. I'm going to use that to my advantage. I'm going to, you know, that little chip that I have on my shoulder, I make sure I use it to my advantage. Man, I, I absolutely love it because people want to sit here. Look, I'm all about proving me right, and, and I do got some haters. Let me give you a little, a little tip. So you want to go ahead and increase that, that visualization, the, the, visualizing the haters. Get a picture of their ass and put it up on your wall. Oh man, that would be oh fuck me. And call, it, <laughs> and call it your hit list, bro. You call it your hit list, and I'm telling you, look at that shit, and you're like, it just ah makes you want to go, man. Oh shit, it's gonna be done. It's gonna be yeah. done. Oh my god, I, I hit. You just made me mad. Yeah, yeah. You just right. made me mad. I just got a gut check. I was like, I'm, I'm visualizing what you're just telling me right now. Now I'm gonna uh -huh. be like, woo. Yeah, man, create that hit list. And I'm telling you, look at that, and you're like, eh, I'm going a little extra hard. I'm, I'm going the extra 10% today, extra That's 15% I'm, today. That's what I tip, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> and you can always post a picture of it on, on Instagram and just cover their face with the bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Love it, man. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And, and I love the passion that you have and the energy that you're bringing and, and it seems like you got energy throughout the whole day. When I'm watching you on social media, you got energy throughout the whole day. And, and people always ask me, man, how do you keep so much energy? But I always love to ask the people that are doing it better than I am, right? And people that are keeping it consistent, people that are doing it at 3 o'clock in the morning to whatever clock at, you know, at night. How do you keep that energy, man? Because people don't realize how powerful energy is, right? And, and we're also only made up of so much energy. So you got to somehow create some kind of process to continue that energy throughout the day. So what is your process? Because I'm so curious. Well, I mean, I mean, first, the, first and foremost, if I didn't work out, I'm, I'll be tired. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you a guaranteed bad days when I don't fucking work, work up, work up at three and, and, and work out at four. That's my, that's my spa. Some people like to go to a spa, get massages. Fuck that. I don't like that shit. You know, I like to, I like to lift some heavy shit in the morning, right? So, so for me, just getting up in the process and the whole thing, that's what sets my day up. Like I told you, it's, my, it's what I call my perfect morning formula, right? You know, I got a process for my perfect formula. You know, hey, you know, look, you know, you're going you to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, you're going to sometimes come sleep a little later. Sometimes I'm over there. But you got to be able to understand that. You got to pick yourself up. At any time, you got you to be able to put on the show. You know, hey, I don't, my, my children don't care what I have to do. They care about what daddy is doing with me right now. I can't be all tired and find my children and grumpy and all that kind of So at any snap of time, I got to be able to turn it on, man. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, thank, thankfully, I have been able to do that. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be times, there's been times that I'm, I'm just shot. And I know when I'm shot, when I'm sort of slurring my words. I, I mean, if we did the podcast when I'm like shot, shot, maybe at the end of the week after I had like, you know, 15, 16 hour days, 
I sound stupid as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, that's when I know. That's when I know. Okay, man, I need one day, just one day. I need one day to sleep seven to eight hours. It usually is like once a month. Once a month, I need to sleep seven to eight hours. And I'll tell you right now, John, you know what happens when I sleep seven to eight hours? The next day, I swear to God, like, my vision is 3D. You know, like, I'm like, like, fuck, I can see through the wall. I mean, like, 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 it's weird. I'm going like, I'm at this. I'm like, wow, this shit is. I just that one day out of like a month, sometime. Like, damn, like this is weird. Like, wow, people do this all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. It's it's just that reboot, and and people, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? So I'm so curious on this because we talk about you need eight hours, you need six hours. Is there a thought process you have? Um, of, of how many hours of sleep that we need. Because once again, you mentor a lot of people, you're in a supplement game, you know, you, you, you're looking to tap into people's 1%. And I think that's a part of it. It's, it's, your, it's your sleep, right? And so what, what is your take on that? You know what, man? I mean, my, he, I know what works for me. You know, no, I'm not going to sit down here and dispute what, what works for other people and whatnot. But I will tell you this, okay? When it comes to getting results from your workout, would you say most people are overtraining or undertraining? Under. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. But we got a bunch of people now. Oh, I'm overtraining. I'm burning. You're not overtraining. You barely hit the gym. In 30 minutes, you know, you've got 15 minutes doing on Instagram. You, you, did, you did two sets. You're fucking overtraining. <laughs> Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like people, oh, 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 I'm overtraining. Oh, 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 you know, you know. So most people, for most people, there's a lazy fucking excuse not to do work. You know what I mean? And I'm tired of that. You know, let your body, your body will tell you. My body will tell me, look, man, look, motherfucker, you can't even concentrate right now. You can't even say a word. Call the go to sleep. You know what I mean? Go to sleep. That's when I know I go to sleep. But like, look, man, we all get the same 24 hours. We all get the same amount of time. I'm not trying to sleep during the little time I have here on earth. I'm trying to see everything. Mm. I'm trying to do everything. I'm trying to get shit done. And this is not about being, being any successful or not successful. You know, we had one influencer last week was like, you know, had a post. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, you know, I'm not impressed if somebody gets up at 4 a.m. This is that. I sleep till 11 a.m. I'm like, man, does your life suck that you want to, you know, the sun gets up at six o'clock. You miss five hours of sunlight. Okay. That's not. You know, you know that's, that's up to you. I don't care how successful you are, how successful you're not on. For me, life is too precious to sleep. You know what I mean? Bottom yeah. line. And, and, the only time and it's all I these people that talk about really need it. Yeah. And, and they always say, uh, well, going to sleep is, is practicing dying, right? When you cross your hands, it's practicing landing in the coffin. And, and I think it comes down to this too, man. You know, people aren't challenging themselves, right? They, they, they've cultured and conditioned themselves to say, I need eight hours, right? I need six hours. But really, they're just using what they heard because they don't want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning because the successful people, guess what we do, guys? We do shit we don't want to do when we know we need to do it. I'm sure, homie, you don't always want to wake up at three o'clock. Like, you probably not every single day, you know, every single day of the month want to wake up at three o'clock. But he knows Got to do what you got to do when you don't want to do it. And I think just people aren't challenging themselves enough, right? You know what? It's, it, you got to practice your discipline muscles. Yeah. You got to practice your discipline muscles, man. You know, just like you got muscles in your, your, you know, you know, your muscles in your bicep get bigger as you challenge them, right? You challenge them by, 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 by making them do something they won't want to do. And mentally, you got to challenge yourself with things. If you're constantly in your life, all you did is to be in comfort zone. All you did is being cuddled and being on a fucking couch and all that kind of stuff. Well, you haven't done anything. You know, if you haven't challenged yourself, you're not fucking living. Yeah. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Like That's the first step, man. That was the first step. We were talking about uh, the way to build the muscles. What? Time under tension. Right? So how much time under tension you put in your, your, your mind muscle and your discipline? Man, I love that. That's gold. Yeah. Gold, gold, gold. You guys should be taking notes. If you're not, I know I am. I got my pen and paper scribbling along here. So <laughs> let, let's talk about your business, man. Like, let's talk about the supplement company, kind of how it got its start. Um, or that's the, the, the gym franchise, how it got start and kind of where, where you're at now and what you're looking to do, um, and, and kind of give them a little idea. So this is called power progression, right? So, yeah. you know, so, so here, here's what happened, right? So, you know, it was great economy, you know, you know, I got into the business in, in, in year 2000, right after I graduated from chiropractic school, I started my business in 2000 and you know, the economy was good. We we're doing a lot of one-on-one training. A lot of my clients were like, uh, you know, realtors and loan officers, you know, they're paying, you know, $600, $800 a month on training, 
you know, I was balling at the time. Balling for me was like, I was doing like 10 to 15 grand a month net profit. I was 27, 28 years old. Nobody in my family's ever seen 10, 15 grand. Nobody in my family seen five grand a month. You know, so it was a 10, 15 grand a month, man. I was balling out of control, man. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was Puff Daddy, P Diddy, you know, whatever you want to call me. I was out there, man, you know, th- you know, you know, making it rain, you know, bottle service, you know, BMWs and all that kind of stuff, everything, right? And so, you know, I bought a house for $260,000. Later on, you know, it was worth $600,000. I thought I was the fucking man. I'm like, man, everything I touched, it just turns into gold. But I never had a dad, never knew about economics ups and downs. And next thing you know, 2008 hit. And I went from, you know, you know everything, all of a sudden my house is back to $200,000. All of a sudden I went from doing $2 million in gross revenue to $500,000 in gross revenue. Next thing you know, I'm having the same lifestyle. Now I'm fucking broke. You know, I'm getting foreclosures and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, now my wife at the time was pregnant for six months, you know, and uh, six months pregnant. And now I don't have a dime, you know. Mm. And um, so out of desperation, I'm trying to figure out what to do. Now one-on-one training doesn't work anymore. Nobody can afford an economy, you know. So, you know, then, you know, I came up with, okay, why don't we come up with a group training concept? a group training concept where I can lower the price at, but, you know, get the clients to still kind of get results on personal thing. And from then, you know, I was approached to open up a kind of a boot camp group training concept. And um, at the time, coming from my background, the bodybuilding background, I'm like, boot camp? Is something, is, you know, I, you know, I thought it was some Jane Fonda kind of, you know, Leotard kind of shit jumping up and down, you know, you know, you know bunch of people, I'm like, that shit ain't going to work, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, that my, my business partner at the time said, like, come on, it's going to work out. I'll, I'll run it. I'm like, okay, you run it. Cause I'm not jumping up and down doing the, the jumping jacks. Right. So, so, you know, invested like $9,000. That's all I had in my name. Literally all I had in my name. So I invested $9,000. I'm like, okay, you do what you want to do with it. You know, I'm just going to collect a check, you know, and you, you know, run it. So next thing you know, she started running it and started doing it. Next thing you know, the revenue started going up. Next thing you know, the revenue outdid my personal, personal training studio. I'm like, well, shit, I didn't make, pay this attention, you know? And I started paying attention. We started growing it. And from that moment of des- being in desperate situation, we progressed to now, you know, we have over 100 franchises. We're international. We have our own unique supplement company to that, you know, franchise. And we have a different supplement company on the line. And now, you know, the company is valued over $52 million. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. And are, are you thinking about going public with it? IPO no. and stuff? You know, I have not thought about that. I have not thought about that. You know, I'm looking at the pros and cons. I'm novice to this. You know, I, I you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert at this. I, I never sat down one day and say, Hey, I want to be a franchise. Hey dude, I'm the bodybuilder. Dude. I'm still in the gym left and, you know, and, and, and talking about, you know, you know, so, you know, we, we have now a lot smarter people in the, in, you know, that's, that's helping us run the business, you know, and um, yeah. you know, we'll see what that goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm open to anything. That's awesome. And, and about the, the franchise. So do you guys pay for like, a certain amount, like does somebody come in, kind of give us the process. Somebody listen, they, they may want a franchise. Hell, I may want a franchise. So what does that look like? Do you supply the brick and mortar? Uh, give me a, you know, a little bit more details on it. You know, when somebody buys into a franchise, basically any kind of franchise, whether it's McDonald's, whether it's a camp, whether it's whatever it is, you know, you buy into a system, mm-hmm. a system. You know, the reason a franchise works and has a higher probability of survival and, and doing better than just a regular thing is because we already fucked everything up and we know what doesn't work. Yeah. Right. You know, we already know we already fucked there. I've literally have fucked everything that we can possibly imagine to getting the leases wrong way, marketing the wrong way, wrong CRMs. I've messed everything up. So now we now after messing everything up, blowing a million dollars. Now I can tell you what not to do and what works and I can support you doing it. You know, so that's why a franchise is, is a good business investment, because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just like you said, yeah. like being a mentor and a mentor, we don't have to remember somebody's out there done something you already do. Why don't you just emulate that? Right. So yeah. we know we provide the system for them. We provide the training. We provide the marketing. We provide everything for them. All they have to do is go out there and execute. And, um, and that's so, that's so far has been one of the best things that we have done, you know? And, and like I said, we never sat down and said, Oh, well, you know, when we were, we were broke as a joke when we started, you know, the, the camp in 2010, Never said, oh, yeah, we're going to make this an international franchise. No, no, we were just trying to pay the bills. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you, you touched on something. You had no idea that this is what was going to happen, right? I think people are scared shitless to start before they're ready. 
And what I always tell people is, look, what you want to start right now is not what you're going to end with. But the quicker you could start doing what you think you want to start with, the quicker you can find out what the hell it is you're really supposed to be doing. But there's limited beliefs in, along. I think that's what it comes down to. We all have limited beliefs, right, Sam? So what were some of the ones that you had to overcome or still do possibly? And like, how do you overcome those limited beliefs on a daily basis? Because I'm sure they creep in all the time. Well, you know, I'm a, a lot of limited beliefs, man. You know, uh, you know, you know, money's evil. You know, we all had that. Money's evil. You know, rich people are not happy. You know, uh, you know, and, you know, you know, money's their god. You know, you know, some somebody, you know, told me, uh, you know, somebody that was really close to me, not close to me anymore. You know, because sometimes when you as you grow, you just have to kind of cut people out and all that kind of stuff. You know, somebody, you know, somebody came up to me. You know, was friends with me for many years. Sam, are you addicted to money? I'm like, no, motherfucker, I'm not addicted to money. I'm not, what do you mean? Money's not no addiction. I don't care about addiction. You know what I'm fucking addicted to? I'm fucking addicted to do what I want, when I want, with who I want. When I was broke, when I was broke, man, like, you know, when I had my, my, my kid was starving, I was done, my house was being foreclosed, I was getting kicked out and evicted. You know, I made, I made deals with a devil, you know, with a devil client, which I know, man, this client's gonna be a fucking headache, but I have to take his shit for a whole fucking year so I can pay the bills. Now, that's a prison sentence. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody comes in and, and, and I don't have to do a deal with you. I don't give a fuck how much money you have. I don't care how much money you did. I'm good. You know, I, I can kick back and, and make better decisions, not decisions because of money. So money gives me freedom. So I'm addicted to freedom. And by the way, last time I checked, we all came to America for freedom. Right? Mm-hmm. So if freedom is America, then, then America is money. And, and, and it's, all, it's all that. Now, I will tell you this. Once my basic necessities are met, see, I wasn't thinking about anything when my basic necessities weren't met. When I didn't have a roof over my head, I don't know, even know if my car was going to get repossessed or get evicted and all that kind of stuff. At that time, I'm just trying to survive. I can't even think about fulfillment. I can't even think about helping somebody else. How can you, you know, save somebody from drowning if you can't swim, right? But once, mm-hmm. once your basic necessities are met, now you can serve. And that's the most important part of all. You know, if you were if you to ask me to be on a podcast and I was dead broke and I was like, fuck man, I got no time for this. I need to follow up on the leads. I need to be able to, I need, I need to make a phone call. This is a waste of my time. Now I'm here because I'm be able to serve you. Hopefully I can change somebody's life and watching this game, watching the show, when I'm doing this. This is what's all about for you, for you to get to a point where you can actually now do things that's fulfilling to your heart. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes back to, man. I love that. Like find out what does make your heart sing, right? Like what's make what makes your heart dance? Cause you know, yeah, money helps. Money absolutely helps. And, and, and like you said, freedom, freedom, freedom. Ha, ha, you're never going to have freedom unless you take the action and, and you fail, right? And you failed over and over again, man. And, and, you know, in order to get back up and, and be that, to go back to the boxer mentality, right? To get punched in the face over and over and over and over again, you gotta have, like, you gotta find a why, right? There has to be a why. You mentoring people, do you give any suggestions on how somebody kind of dig deep and find that why so they're okay with getting, you know, knocked out over and over and over again or knocked around? That's the only way. Mm. That's the only way for you to be able to sustain, you know, sustain consistency. Anybody can be motivated for a day or two or a week or a month or a year, but for you to sustain the consistency to your goals, you have to have deep emotional why. Mm-hmm. And if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not strong enough. Your why has to, make, has to bring tears in your eyes. When somebody says, oh, well, my why is this, and they're looking at me like this, that ain't no why. Yeah. Your why got to bring tears in your eyes. You got to be, you touch your emotions. It has to come from your gut. You know what I mean? And, you know, you know I'm, you know, you never mind, man. I'm being tear eyed. Just think about my why right now. You know, but, but it is what it is. It is what it is, you know, you know, so your why got to be strong enough. When the why is strong enough, the how becomes easy. You know, that's, that's how we know that. But everybody's trying to figure out the how, the how, what is this magic marketing tool? What is the latest social media? Should I post my picture at 12 or should I post my picture at 12 fucking 30? <laughs> and, and your first why, guys, is always a lie. Your first why is always a lie because it's surface. Like, we don't want to hurt ourselves. We don't want to disappoint ourselves. So we come up with this bullshit surface why. If they're having trouble finding their why, though, man, like, is there any suggestions you give them to truly dig deep, find that why, so then go ahead and bear anyhow? 
Hey, lock your room, lock yourself in a room, think about it, put your phone away, darken mm -hmm. the room, and ask yourself what makes you cry. If, if, if this happens, it makes you cry. It makes you cry of joy. What makes you cry of joy? You know, you know, you have, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but if you ever cried because you were so happy, mm -hmm. oh, that's yeah. wrong. Because yeah. usually you cry when you're sad. But when is the opposite? Like you fucking break down, you cry because you're so happy. That's a why for you. Because now, wow. You know, it, 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 nobody expects somebody like happy crying. Mm -hmm. Ugly crying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. I love that. That's brilliant. Uh, it, let's, I love doing this part of the show because this is where I kind of get to see how your brain works. So I want to give you a few words. First thing that pops in your head, man, like whether it's a picture, it's a person, it's an act, it's a word, a phrase, whatever it is, I want you to give me the first thing that pops in your head. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of scared to ask you these. All right. All right. Ready? So the first one is success. Freedom. Freedom. I like it. Failure. Stepping stone. Yes. Um, hustler or hustling or hustle. Will. And last but not least, fear. Detriment. I love it. That's awesome. I, see, when people tell me their answers, I truly could see kind of the wheels turning and the first thing that pops in their mind. And the words that you utilize in this exercise, man, just kind of shows me the, the, the path that you've been on, right? Just by that one word answer. And that's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. All right. So, before we end today, man, first off, I just want to say the bombs you've dropped are absolutely amazing. I love how authentic you are. We talked about that beforehand. Like, I, I don't, so whenever I, I let's just say, invest in, in a business, I don't invest in a business, I invest in a person, right? Bet on the jockey, not the horse. Yes. Um, and when I bring people on, you know, I want to make sure that they're the right jockey. I don't care if their horse is making billions of dollars, right? They got to be the right jockey and the right personality. So thank you for that. But this is the point where if people haven't been taking notes, uh, they're absolutely crazy, but this is a time where you give them three actionable things, right? Three things that they could implement immediately after this episode to be better today than they were yesterday. Now, this could be in any area of life. Now, you, you talked about the 1%, which I, I'll talk about it afterwards, but maybe something that you could think of that would help them tap in and discover that 1% of themselves to be great, to be phenomenal, to be excellent. What are three actionable steps? Get your pens and papers ready. Number one, control your time so you can control your life. Mm, yes. So what I mean by that is do an inventory of everything that you do and see how you can maximize your time getting to your goals. If you, a lot of people, when a lot of people look at the, look, look at the time, they're going to figure out they have so much bullshit they're throwing their fucking life away because they're not maximizing their time to be able to get the maximum out of their life. And that just breaks my heart that people are just throwing their life away by only just making some few small adjustments. And they're almost subconscious, they're not even aware of it. But if you really, really look and to see how you can maximize each day and each minute of it and how much you're gonna be able to improve your life and, and by how many degrees, it will, it will change your life forever. That's number one. Number two, to do that, you have to try to make sure you don't get decision fatigue, right? So here's what I mean. I just told you earlier that three o'clock in the morning, I'm not trying to fucking make a decision on what to wear to gym, right? I got to make shit automated as possible. I got to make things seamless. So everything that I do has a rhyme or a system to it. So this way it happens without me having to interfere or having things like that. My car wash guy comes at 7.30 in the morning every Friday. I don't look at my car, so I, do I need a car wash today? That's another fucking decision I don't want to fucking make. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, which car needs to wash today? I don't know. No, no, every Friday you're gonna come in and make sure my cars are clean. Cool. Now, you know, our maid, I'm severely OCD if you don't know it. Maid comes in every day, you know, from, you know, from what, what is, I think seven to one. That's the maid time to make sure the house is clean and all that kind of stuff. My 
my laundry and dry cleaning. Thursdays, he gets dropped off at one o'clock. Gets picked up the other next, next Thursday. My haircut every Friday at 6 a.m. Yes, 6 a.m. Who the hell say? <laughs> hey, isn't it? Okay, I, I get to my third one. I get to my third one right now. That's, that's what I'm saying. Who the hell works about 6 a.m. haircut? Yeah, I tell you right now. Yeah, I, I want him though. I want to hire yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell him to come to desk in Florida because I need that guy. <laughs> oh, shout out to my boy, Herb. Aaron, um, come come down to Destin, bro. We got some nice people <laughs> up here. Come on, big Aaron. <laughs> so, so everything that you do personally and professionally, figure out if it has to be daily, monthly, quarterly, yearly. I don't care what it is. Put it on a recurring time so nothing falls through the crack. I don't want to make a decision. Do I need a haircut this week? Do I need a haircut this week? Do I need a car wash this week? Do I need a car wash this week? Do I need to do this? Do I need... What do I need to do that, that it happens all the time? It's consistently being done, right? That's that, that. And third, which last but not least, for you to become a one percenter, for you to become your best person of yourself, you got to do an inventory of the people around you. Okay? Look. You can't be a one percenter. You can't be the best version of you hanging around losers. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry to be harsh. If a dude sleeps till 11 o'clock in the, in, in the day, I just don't even want to do business with him. I really don't. I really don't. If, if a guy wants to do business with me, you know, and this, and this has happened before. The guy comes in, Sam, I want to be your business partner. I want to do this, this, and that. I text him. He doesn't text me back, you know, 48 hours later. I want to do business with this guy? Mm -hmm. But for you to be able to do that, you have to do an inventory of your team, inventory of everyone around you and say, is my environment conducive to my goal? And if your environment is not conducive to your goal, you're wasting your fucking time. Mm. It's hard. Here, here's what something my mentor ta taught me. It's hard to do the right thing in the wrong environment. One more time. Say that again, because these people need to hear it and say, well, I need to write that bad boy down. <laughs> it's hard to do the right thing in the wrong environment. Man, that's good. <laughs> Woo, man, it's so true. And all those, man, I, I'm, it's insane because when you had said, when you throw your time away, you're almost like throwing your life away. I want people to listen to that, man. It, it's, it's gold. You're, you're so right. We talked about sleeping before, right? We talked about distractions before. Let me, ask, life, let me ask you a question, John. Yeah. Do you agree or not agree that everybody has an expiration date? Oh, everybody. Yeah. Okay. So, so say, let, let's just say, you know, we compare you to a, to a carton of milk, right? You expire next week. Hope not. I'm just saying, probably next week. If you don't get used, you're done. You're, you're thrown out. If you don't live your life, you don't fulfill what you're supposed to do here on earth, you're done, right? It's the same fucking thing. We know that you have an infinite amount of time in, in this earth. I have an infinite amount of time in, in, this earth, you know, in this earth. Omar here has an infinite amount of time on, on this earth. So why not making the most out of it? Let me ask you another question. Are you going to be here tomorrow? Sure as I hope so, but we don't know. We don't know. We yep. don't know. I sure hope so too. I, sure hope, I don't know. I don't know. So Man. why not maximize your time? What do you want to do? Fucking sleep? I love the analogy, man. It, it, and it hits home for a lot of people. And guys, if you're listening to this, like take this shit to heart. Don't take it lightly. Take it to heart. Like be upset. Like, take inventory at yourself and be real with yourself, right? I think that's hard too, to where we're not real with ourselves in that situation. So man, that, that's amazing. And then your environment needs to be conducive to your goal. Just complete bombs and complete fire that you just dropped. And, and so, so fucking good, man. It's, it's, it's good. And decision fatigue, it's, it's, it's real. I know firsthand it's real. So I try to put everything on autopilot and it is hard to do. But once you get it, like your life, your decisions that, that, that are reoccurring are on autopilot. And when I look at you, there's a reason why you've taken the business from where it's at to where you're currently going. Um, and it's because you've put those decisions that took up a little bit of space in your mind and you put it on autopilot. And those, and it, and the thing is, it's the compound effect, right? It's, not just one, there's several of them. One of my favorite books. Can yeah. I tell you something? Can I share something with you? Absolutely. I knew for me to be at my best right before we got on the podcast. You know, we were talking before we went live. Mm -hmm. I told my assistant, I need 
the Gatorade Zero. I need the temperature to be down two notches. And about 30 minutes before I, you know, I, I got on this interview, I had a protein-only meal. You know, because if I know if I eat carbs, I wouldn't be able to give you my 100%. I'll be like, a little tired and all that kind of stuff. So I have a system. You, this is a game time for me. Life is a game time for me. Everything that I do is a game time for me. And I got to be prepared for it. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna come here. I'm not gonna come here and disrespect you. You know, being half ass on it. I'm not gonna disrespect life. I'm not gonna disrespect my children. I'm not gonna disrespect my wife. I'm gonna be all in, 100. percent So I'm gonna do whatever I need to do because everything's game time for me. Every day is the biggest game of your life, guys. Yes, Sam. Please, please preach, bro. That is every day. If you're not waking up like it's the biggest game of your life, do what he said about trying to find that why. Right? He's he said it before. He almost started crying thinking about us. Why? Right? When he started thinking about it, he almost started crying. Now, when he wakes up, he's like Ray Lewis coming out of the tunnel every morning. I guarantee it. And I'm the same way. Why? Because our why is strong enough. So if you don't have that, if you're not taking into consideration that every day is the biggest game of your life because you don't know if tomorrow's going to come, then you need to do something about it because today is the Super Bowl. And so is so, tomorrow. And so is the next day. So listen to this. So my wife calls me today. She's like, Sam, what time did you wake up today? And I said, Why? She was like, you woke up earlier. So I woke up at like 2.46. I usually wake up at 3. Alarm clock goes off at 3. I wake up at 3, you know, whatever it is that. But I woke up at 2.46. Look, and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? 14 minutes? It ain't worth it going out to say fucking 14 minutes, right? Come on, let me get the fuck up. Let me get, me, let me, let me get this stuff, stuff going on. That. And, and my wife was like, are you fucking crazy? That 14 minutes is a long time. You can be sleeping. I'm like, that 14 minutes ain't going to make or break me. I might as well just get up. I don't know, you know, you know my wife, my wife thought I was insane. <laughs> but you know what? It's us that changed the world, right? The crazy yeah. ones? Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, thank you so much. Before we let you go, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can go ahead and follow you, um, what you have coming up. Talk about the 1% Nation. Like, the floor is yours, man. Give the, you've dropped so much value they need to uh, go ahead and, and creep on all your stuff. Yeah, so on Instagram, at Sam Bakhtiar. That's B-A-K-H-T-I-A-R. You know, that's my Instagram, www.sambaktiar, same spelling, .com is my website. You know, and you know, what I'm doing right now is I'm growing the camp franchise, which is awesome, amazing. You know, for years, some, the biggest fulfillment for me was, you know, changing people's physique, changing people's life and have them experience what I have done, what he has done for me, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally. You know, we, to this day, I get dozens and dozens of, hey, Sam, you changed my life. You know, we weren't able to like have babies because I lost weight, we were having babies. You know, Sam, I went to the doctor. My doctor couldn't believe it. Sam, you know, um, you know, I couldn't run around with my kids, but now I'm, I'm, I'm running this. But now with our franchise system, and there's another fulfillment factor where now I'm helping people make this a business and have them support their life where, you know, I'm getting, you know, um, you know uh, letters and emails and Sam, you know, we couldn't afford to go on family vacation, but thanks to the camera, this business opportunity, you know, I'm doing that. So the fulfillment part is huge for me, man, you know, and, and you know, you know, anything I can do to bring value to anybody in this world before, you know, God takes me out. It's a pleasure and an honor for me to be, to do. Well, you just did a lot of that today, my friends, a lot of that today and you do it daily. Uh, anything, any last words of wisdom? I mean, you're, you're literally on fire right now. So any last words of wisdom that you want to drop on these guys? Look guys, you might be going through something right now. We're all going through things right now. Let me, let me, let me share something with you right before I came in. There is two court papers that were put on my desk. Guess what? My ex-wife is still going after me for more money. She has $20,000 a month, but that's not enough. She wants more. And that's what, you know, I could have had this ruin my day, but I don't care. Here's what's going to happen. You are going to come in. Life is going to happen to you just because you have goals. Life is not going to stop. People are not going to stop. Stay focused. Try hard. And don't let a little setback set you back. If you're in a setback right now, know and understand that God has created a platform for you to have the major comeback. Yes, yeah. Woo, man, these, this is gold, man. Absolute gold. I appreciate it. Guys, make sure you go follow Sam. Make sure you guys go ahead and invest the time to see what he's doing. Watch his videos, creep on them. Also, make sure that you guys watch this, like, subscribe, whatever platform you're watching us on, whether it's uh, you know iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, whatever it is, make sure you subscribe. And make sure you 
write a review, like say something that Sam has helped you out with today, a breakthrough that you had, an aha moment that you had, um, and make sure it's about Sam. It doesn't need to be anything about me, but write a review about Sam. Um, and then last but not least, make sure you guys share this thing out, man. You don't know whose life you can change by one little press of a button. Um, so make sure you guys share this out and be sure, be sure that you guys don't just take this information and let it collect dust like you guys probably have done with many things. Truly, truly take massive, aggressive, empowering action on the content, at least one thing, just one thing that he went over today. Um, and make sure you guys go follow me at Real John Marone on all social media platforms, johnmarone.com. Check out my speaking or check out my coaching, whatever you guys need. I'm here. Sam's here. We're here to help you change your life. Uh, don't, don't just sit back and try to figure this shit out yourself. We're here to help you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but until next time, guys, I'm so excited you guys got to meet Sam and heard the value that he dropped. But make sure you guys tune in next week and make sure you guys keep creating the ultimate version of you.